Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Today I will be reading two passages from the book of Jeremiah chapter 50. Put yourselves in array against Babylon all around, all you that bend the bow. Shoot at her and do not spare your arrows, for she has sinned against the Lord. Shout against her all around. She has given her hand. Her foundations have fallen. Her walls are thrown down, for it is the vengeance of the Lord. Take vengeance on her as she has done, so do to her. That was verse 14 and 15. And now I read, Call together the archers against Babylon, all you that bend the bow, encamp against it all around. Let none of them escape. Repay her according to her work, according to all she has done, do to her. For she has been proud against the Lord, against the Holy One of Israel. Therefore her young men shall fall in the streets, and all her men of war shall be cut off in that day, says the Lord. Behold, I am against you, O most haughty one, says the Lord God of hosts. For your day has come, the time that I will punish you. The most proud shall stumble and fall, and no one will raise him up. I will kindle a fire in his cities, and it will devour all around him. The Lord God gave me a short dream. It was almost like a vision because it was near the time that I was waking up this morning. And before I give that picture or series of pictures that the Lord showed me, I will read one last passage from Isaiah chapter 9, and that is in verse 11. The scripture says, Therefore the Lord shall set up the adversaries of resin against him and spur his enemies on. So that is verse 11, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 11. So regarding the first two you hear me read that the Lord is saying that there should come a troop to surround Babylon and that these are fighting troops. In both passages, 14 and 15 and 29 to 32, the Lord is calling for those who bend the bow. And so this is calling for war. This is calling for fighting. And it says in both sides, put yourselves in array against Babylon all around. Over here, it says archers come against Babylon and encamp all around it. So I shared in an old prophecy, I think it's, it's about American politics. Um, I think it's called World Politics America. And one of the things that I shared in that prophecy is how the Lord showed me an array of fighting men in the heavens. And those fighting men, they came down from the heavens. I actually saw it in another prophecy, and I will try to look for these prophecies and put them in the description or at least in the first comment that I make and pin so that you can invest some time reading these things. I saw fighting men coming down from the heavens. And so it was angels, but they were dressed as soldiers and they were coming down something curious like a stairway. I didn't actually see stairs, but they were descending with this sound of marching boots like grr, 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 grr. And they came from heaven down into earth and surrounded an ancient looking city. And then they built up, they built up siege mounds against that city. When you built up a siege mound against a city in the old days, this was a sure sign that you were in for the long haul. You were committed to a long fight and you were not going to leave this city alone until the city finally collapsed within. The city would be starved of resources. So when a siege is put 
around a city, it cannot get what it's need, what it needs. The first thing that that city begins to experience is using up its resources. So it begins to drain and deplete its own resources because it doesn't have fresh goods coming in. So the supply of goods are always cut off in a siege. And then the second thing is resources that are already in the city start to be depleted. And then that leads to the third thing, which is that people start hoarding what is available. So they start hoarding what is available and then they finish that. And then they begin to struggle and then they begin to hunger. And then there come sharp class divisions where those who have more money and greater buying power obviously are able to have greater access access to goods. So they get greater access to goods. They can bulk buy and they can therefore hoard longer. When you can hoard longer, you can hold out longer. When you don't have strong buying power, you can only hoard a little and therefore you run out faster. And when you run out faster, this leads to desperation. You begin to get desperate. You begin to get angry and you definitely begin to want to go after those who have more. And so the Lord is showing here in these two passages of scripture, a look into what the society and the political and social economic status of the United States will be like if it already has not started to be like that. But today I'm going to focus on this verse that I've been getting a lot for the last two months. I get this verse very frequently from the Lord and it says that the Lord will set up the adversaries of resin against him and spur his enemies on. And when you ask the Lord, Lord, what is resin? Resin in this verse simply means I will raise up the enemies of the ruler. I will raise up the enemies of the ruler and I will cause them to come against him. In this case, I am not speaking about enemies from outside the United States. The vision and the dream that the Lord gave me today is talking about America being her own enemy. And the name of today's prophecy is December 5th. That is today, a people of madness. So early this morning, I had this short dream vision. And what I dreamt of was I was standing in my house and I saw a snake coming towards me. So it was a snake and it was gliding towards me like this, the way they naturally move. Um, it was a very thin and long snake. So as I was watching, the head of this snake was coming towards me and yet the body was stretching out um, far off into the distance. And this snake had albino eyes. So the eyes were not um, whatever color snake's eyes usually are. I don't really know. But this snake's eyes were like two pecans, you know. Um, it had albino eyes and it had these ice cream colors on the body. It was a white snake and I've seen this snake before. It was a cream colored snake and it had little splashes of um, pastel colors like pink and gold and blue and green. And it was not on the ground. So it was gliding in the air and it was coming towards me. And I was watching the snake come towards me. And I realized I have seen the snake in another vision before, but I didn't speak. I just said one word, no. And when I said that word, the snake paused and then it disappeared. And then I woke up and before I could ask the Lord, what was that? The Lord said to me that the American people will have a very bitter civil war and they will destroy one another. So he said that civil war will come to the United States and 
the people of this country will rise and they will take up arms in this country and they will literally turn on one another with a fierceness and a ferocity that will make you think it is two nations of different um, backgrounds fighting one another. So you would think that it is two mortal enemies from two different nations by how fierce and how bitter the fighting will be. You will not be able to believe that it is a war being fought by people from a common origin. And he says that the snake that I saw is the harbinger of that war, a war where brother will turn against brother until blood runs in the streets. I have brought this prophecy before about civil war in the United States, and I have already stated that I have seen so many glimpses even in the beast system of the fact that there will be blood on the American roads. I'm not talking about a little bit of um, blood on the roads. I'm talking about systematic bleeding on the roads such that the people who are alive and trying to make their way from place to place will get used to seeing either fresh blood on the tarmac or dried blood that becomes black and tacky by being exposed to the elements. The Lord says that blood, blood will run in the streets of this nation. The Lord said that the snake I saw is called Quetzalcoatl. So I may not be pronouncing it right, but it's Quetzalcoatl, the fallen serpent that deceived the ancient Mexicans. And so this is not just um, a God for the current nation of Mexico. It's actually a God that the entire Mexican area where the ancient civilizations of, I think it's the Aztecs and um, the Mayans and a lot of other civilizations that all came up at the same time and were contemporaries of one another. They all focused their worship around this serpent. And this serpent is not so much a serpent as it is a dragon. And he said that this fallen serpent deceived the ancient peoples that the Mexicans descend from. He said it convinced them that it was their God. And when they believed that lie that the serpent told them, they became a bloody people. He said that they became a people of bloodshed and they began to offer human sacrifices and to carry out those human sacrifices, brother killed brother in honor of that God. And the Lord said their land became soaked with blood because they believed the serpent's lies. They became a people of madness. That's why they were destroyed. Quetzalcoatl is the ancient serpent who deceives the whole world and he will deceive America. And so as the Lord was speaking to me and he was telling me that this snake historically is um, I guess, not I guess, this is actually a depiction of Satan. So this is a depiction of Satan as he used to appear to ancient civilizations and deceived them and they departed from whatever peace-loving ways they might have had and they began to incorporate human sacrifices and a lot of wars into their lifestyle. They became a very bloody people. And the Lord said that they, their land became a blood soaked land. But more importantly, he said that they themselves became a people of madness that eventually were destroyed because of this 
spiritual madness that descended on them. So as he's talking to me, I saw these very quick flashing images of brown people who were wearing um, headdresses and the people committing the human sacrifice. These people were clearly priests because this, the headdresses that they were wearing were very elaborate and um, sort of like palm leaves, but also feathers. And they were just very differently dressed to show that they were priests. And I saw these men holding up bloody hands and chanting prayers, and they were holding a person's intestines in their hands. So I saw this priest who had just cut open a man and they cut this man open and he was still alive. And this is the scene. He took out the person's entrails and the entrails were still in the body and he was holding the entrails up and muttering and chanting prayers and clearly calling on some deity that they believed in. And the person was on this long stone altar, clearly in shock and in too much pain to, sh to scream or to make any sound. And this man was sort of sitting up and looking at himself cut open and looking at his own entrails being held in someone else's um, hands. And he could only stare in horror at what had happened to him while he was still alive. And I also saw another scene where it, it was as if I was in the jungle looking out of the jungle. So, you know, if you were just imagine you were in the jungle and then you were about to come out of the jungle to a place where there is a human settlement. So I was still in the jungle gazing out at the settlement before me. And in the background, I saw a grouping of stone pyramids that have steps on them. So it was, you know, like steps, 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 and a pyramid that does not have a pointy top. It had a flat top. And I saw at the bottom of the steps, many, many bodies piled up at the bottom of the steps. And at the top of the steps, there was burning going on, but I was too far away to see what they were burning at the top of the pyramid. And the Lord continued speaking and he said that Americans are going to fight themselves for certain reasons, several reasons. They will fight because they don't believe the same things anymore. They will fight for their ideals of freedom and democracy. They will fight because the government will become so corrupt, they'll feel they have no choice but to defend themselves but they will also fight because of the spiritual madness that will descend upon them en masse. Spiritual madness brought, brought against them by the presence of this serpent in their midst. They will become a people of madness, of severe torture and bloodshed due to the natural cruelty in their hearts. They will fight until their own blood soaks the tarmac of their roads and their enemies will grow strong on the back of their own self-inflicted torture. And so I have shared in many of the prophecies um, in the America series, if you want to go back and watch them, that America will have a civil war. I think there's definitely two prophecies stating that. And the Lord said um, that one of the reasons that America will go to war is because the people have become so polarized in their ideologies. And he spoke more about that. I'll get to that. And so people are no longer content to have their views and allow other people to have their views. Here in the United States, there is only one narrative, there is only one um, viewpoint. And if you don't hold that viewpoint, then not only will you get whatever this new term is canceled, but it's almost as if people want to wish you out of existence. So people now 
in this society say things to each other like do us all a favor and kill yourself and it's almost as if we've forgotten that the bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue and that the words that we speak are extremely powerful words carry power words enter into the vessel of other people they enter into their hearts and they have the ability to bounce and reverberate around in the spiritual vessel. And if that person is not a whole person or a strong person that actually understands the power of words, that thing will settle into the water of their spirit. And then like poison, poisoned ink or poison in a, a vessel of water, it will begin to work in that person until a harmful fruit grows out of the things that are said. And so one of the reasons that God has said, and I've shared it in several prophecies, such as the many words of God, is that America's temperature will rise because of the sin that is in this country. Part of the judgment that will come to this nation is that people will literally lose their minds. I saw in one of the prophecies that people fought so much that even in homes at the dinner table, people could not sit down in peace and eat. The husband and the wife were like, you and you, and the children were melting in their seats watching their parents throw such bitter words at each other. And this took place at the workplace. This took place in places of worship. It took place in schools. I saw in that vision that, um, two dorm mates, uh, at university. So at college, two kids from different backgrounds and different viewpoints were put in the same room and based on disagreements over what a man is and what a woman is and whether love is love or whether people can change their gender, uh, they could not agree and they could not live together. And, and the hatred between them grew so strong that one of them went to the housing office and said, I cannot live with that anymore. They would not even say, I cannot live with Chad or whatever the person's name was. They simply said, I cannot live with that anymore. And they requested to have their room changed. And so I saw that brother was pitted against brother in the United States as a precursor to the coming of a very terrible and bloody war here. And the Lord has said that the war that will come here will be worse than the war that America's fathers fought for independence and the war that Americans fought in the first civil war. And he said that spiritual madness will come en masse against the people brought because of this serpent. So if you're wondering who this serpent is, this serpent is literally the dynamic representation of Satan. And the reason that Satan is able to have so much freedom and ability here is because of the great sinfulness that is in the hearts of the majority of the people in this country. You may want to disagree and you may want to continue on in this fallacy that this is a Christian nation. But if you would sit and simply look at the new headlines or just go anywhere in public and sit and listen to the daily conversations that happen around you, no matter where in the country you live with time. If you are an honest person, you will be forced to admit that this is definitely not the land that the forefathers founded or had in mind and that people have slid into the moral abyss. Anything is permissible here. And when that happens to a nation, all the gates of the nation fall down. As I read in the scripture, go up against Babylon and set yourself in an array around her, surround her completely and let her bulwarks fall, let her gates fall. When the gates of a nation fall in the physical, you get attacked by enemies. But when your gates fall spiritually, you get attacked by things that are much worse than human beings and anything that a human being can do to you. You get fought, you get attacked and you get taken and snared in a net by the devil himself. So the Lord said that, 
Americans will fight until their blood actually soaks into the tarmac of the roads and their enemies will grow strong on the back of their own self-afflicted torture. So when, the, when, when he said, when Yah said, their enemies will grow strong, the, the picture that appeared right in front of me was the president of China and the president of Russia laughing. These men were holding champagne glasses and they were trying to toast one another on a job well done, but they were laughing so hard that they actually leaned and put their foreheads together. You know, when people are such friends, when you and your friend are having a joke that is so funny that you can't talk, both of you know what's funny and you're trying to say the joke, but because you both know the joke and you know the punchline, you're laughing ahead of the delivery of the joke. That's how these men were laughing. They leaned on each other and they were clinking the champagne glasses and they wanted to do the toast, but they laughed and laughed and laughed. And I saw on the table between them a map of the United States of America. And there was smoke rising from the map in so many places and fire. So this was a flat map and I saw smoke rising almost like if it was a 3D image of a map with real figures and real things happening on it, I saw little figures running around and firing weapons at each other and fire on the map and smoke rising from many points. And at the same time I was seeing this picture of um, the leaders of China and Russia laughing, I also saw a flash image of a line of men, like the men who used to work at the dock long ago in the United States, but it wasn't United States men. Just, you know, the way uh, the guys who work on the ships, not the sailors themselves, but the guys who work at the docks used to dress with these caps, these slap caps that you pull on and they would have, um, the shirts that you roll up and the suspenders and, um, strong work pants and strong shoes. I saw these men growing with strength. So when the Lord said their enemies will grow strong, I saw these men inflating with power like Popeye, the sailor, I saw that their chests and their arms and their thighs and their legs swelled in their clothing, this line of men, and they became so big and tall. And the man who was in the center and in the front represented Russia. And the Lord continued speaking to me and he said, the American Civil War is going to start, start on the back of ideology. Ideology is carefully crafted, well-presented, and closely held beliefs, celestial. And these beliefs govern the psyches of men. And ideology is what keeps a person in his lane. It governs all his actions and it makes him feel that he is who he is. The Lord said people who recycle do so because it is their belief that they are responsible for the general well-being of the planet. People who don't recycle aren't bothered or controlled by the sense that they should directly fill the environment. Some people who don't recycle haven't thought about it, and others think that someone else should do it. Both of these lifestyles, whether you recycle or not, are dictated by ideology. In every case where strongly held beliefs meet, the Lord said to me, they clash so imagine a recycler and a non-recycler meeting at dinner and they talk about different things and then they happen to get on the idea of what happens to all the trash in the world. You can imagine how even if the dinner had been good up to that point, when you come to that point where two people hold two differently strongly held views, the Lord said that they will clash. 
The results can be explosive, but in the, in the case of America, it's going to be deadly. The Lord said that Americans will disagree to the point of bloodshed, both with each other and with the government. This next part of the prophecy is called the war whips. The first inkling that America should fight will come from the media. This is very important, so I really pray that we will have attention to this. God says that the very first people to drop that coin in the pond and start the ripples that will eventually lead to this nation picking up arms against itself is the media. The very first suggestion, he said, he said the very idea that this is something that people should do to preserve United States sovereignty will be when a news anchor says it as part of his nightly speech. The U.S. media is a deadly Trojan horse among them. The war whips are the media. War whips are people who present war covertly or overtly as a means of conflict resolution. So you're not talking about let's fire this person. You're not talking about what should we do here? Let's have an, let's have an investigation. Let's have a Senate committee. No, these are people who, are, who will say openly or in secret circles and spread it out like a rumor that we need to fight. We need to pick up arms. The Lord said that media provocation and outrage will greatly fuel the push for war in America. The media hates the people of this nation. They are the most effective tool to destroy them because of how much influence they have on collective thinking. They stir the pot by presenting scenarios that outrage right-minded people. So he doesn't mean people on the right of the political aisle. He means people in their right mind. So right-thinking people would not be easily swayed by the media. But here in America, the collective thinking is sharply influenced. Excuse me. Collective thinking is sharply influenced by whatever it is that the media is saying at any given time. The Lord says that the media stirs unrest by relentlessly provoking the population and pitting one side of the population against the other. So the media is constantly trying to divide the population of the United States and then sick them on one another like very angry dogs. And he said that it will be the media who actually suggest that war is necessary. It will be them who first Put it into the minds of the people that they ought to rebel, that they ought to pick up arms to defend themselves against what is certainly a rogue state. And the American um, government will actually go rogue. I will speak about that in just a moment. The impressions that came upon my heart says America will become a separatist nation off of the back of extensive and nonstop media coverage that makes the people feel that they have no choice but to defend themselves against the government, which will most certainly turn against them in the future. And here is the thing I have shared in multiple prophecies that the government of this nation will actually stop making any pretense of being an American government. It will become very clear that they are share, um, sharing abroad and serving an agenda that has nothing to do with the nation that we know and that we live in. The beast agenda will rise. It will be very clear. It will not be hidden anymore. And they will be so happy to finally stop pretending. And the last thing I saw was I saw Kamala Harris mounting the podium, the podium with, you know, the eagle insignia in the front. And this was at an outdoor event. So it was an outdoor something. And she went up to speak to the American people and Joe Biden was not there. He was nowhere to be seen. And she was alone. She was wearing black gloves and a coat on a windy day talking to this crowd outside. And the feeling I had watching this vision is that when this woman takes power, as I've been sharing since mm, 
It was November 2020 when the Lord started revealing these things to me, that this woman will be president in this country without an election and without due process, and that it will not go well. No matter how smooth they try to make the transition, and no matter how much they try to claim, this is just a normal transition that's in our constitution, that if anything ever happens to our president, the vice steps in. America is going to go into tumult and pandemonium and people are not going to take this lying down and it will happen on both sides of the political aisle. It will happen in the most unexpected quarters. This country will erupt and people will be upset. America will go haywire and there just won't be rules anymore. People will literally feel that if the government is just going to do anything it wants and call it legal without due process, then they too will do anything that they want. And so people will become short-tempered and reckless, very lawless, disobeying the rules and getting violent in the streets far more frequently that they, than they have ever done before. So if you think that 2020 or even 2021 has shown the willingness of the United States population to go outside in the streets, then you can expect a whole lot more the day the shock announcement comes that Mrs. Harris is now the president of the United States. People will be mad at this presidency, both on the right and the left of the political aisle. And it is in this kind of climate that the first seeds that lead to civil war will come. So I have brought this prophecy, this may be the third or the fourth time that America will go into a very violent civil war and that in fact, there will be a global war, the likes of which the heavenly father have said, has said we have never seen before and that America will be sitting like a big fat bullfrog in the middle of that political conflict as well. So this is the word that the Lord has brought. It is called a people of madness reminiscent of the ancient times when ancient peoples listened to the voice of Satan. And how do you listen to the voice of Satan? You become a people of sin. You become a people that practice sin. So you practice private sin. And then you think because perhaps you are sinning in private or um, there's people who coddle their sin. So you know that you are in sin. And yet the remedy for sin is to confess the sin. That is the first thing you do if you want to get free of sin. You confess the sin. Any sin that you hide remains not only on your spiritual account in heaven, but it also remains master over you. You have to confess your sin. And if you can, you also have to find a person to which you can be accountable. Most people do not want accountability because they feel it makes them vulnerable, almost as if they're getting themselves a policeman who will ask them, were you masturbating today? Were you looking at porn today? Have you broken up with that woman you're sleeping with? Are you still sleeping with that person's husband? And really that is not the case. When you are in sin, you are in a hole with no rope. And so it is next to impossible for you to pull yourself out of a hole when you don't have a rope. Jesus Christ is the rope that comes down into the darkness of that hole. The blood of Jesus is the rope that comes down into the darkness of the hole of sin and offers you a chance to climb out. But if you are in a hole with availability to get a rope and you will not even confess or acknowledge, I think this is a hole that I'm in. And you tell yourself, 
yourself, oh, I'm in a struggle. This is the popular thing today in the world. Oh, you know, God knows my heart. God does know your heart, that it is infinitely wicked and deceitful. This is the condition of the human heart. So claiming that God knows your heart is like saying God knows the sun is hot. Yes, the sun is hot. He does know. It has to go beyond that. We need to let go of sin. But because this nation continues to descend deeper in the hole, not only did America fall into the hole a long time ago by many of the laws that she put on the books, but she went into that hole with um, those drilling things and a shovel and a backhoe, and she is now busy widening the hole and turning it into a condo and telling people that they should also come and live in the hole with her because the hole is great and the hole is freedom and the hole is self-expression and the hole is where we all need to be. And so all the nations have become defiled by drinking the cup of Babylon, except that very often in scripture, when they're talking about Babylon's cup, when they're just talking about the cup of judgment that will come to the ancient nations and that will come to this modern nation and any other nation that forgets God, this cup is a cup of madness. This cup is a cup that when drunk, madness descends upon the people spiritually and Satan will be the Lord and the overseer of that madness. And so these, these are the words of the Lord. I've brought the prophecy received today, December 5th, a people of madness. May those who have ears to hear take heed, separate from sin. Nobody said that it had to be easy. I get a lot of email. Nobody said that it had to be easy to walk away from sin. It's easy to get into sin because even Apostle Paul was honest and he said that many people get taken away by the sweetness and the intoxication flavor of sin for a moment. But sin is a taskmaster. When you let it in, it will rule over you. And the only way to break that rulership is to confess the sin to the only person who can set us free from sin. This is 1 John chapter 1, I think, verses 5 to 10. You need to become extremely acquainted with verses that show the way back to holiness. You must confess sin. If you say that you have no sin, the Bible says that you are a liar and the truth is not in you. And you are not only a liar without the truth in you, but you're separated from God. So you're not walking in your, your position as a son. You're not walking in your position as a king and a priest. You are completely walking on another path. And that path is the broad path that leads to hell. And the Bible says that wide is the way, broad is the road that leads to destruction. And there are many that find it. So if you're finding your life extremely licentious and free and you do not want to sit and soberly judge the position that you're in, then just imagine whatever it is that you're doing on a mini scale multiplied by 340 million people roughly. And that is why this nation gets all these judgments. If you have not read Jeremiah chapter 50 and 51, please do so because that's just the tip of the iceberg for the judgments that will come to United States. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice. Thank you for taking the time to be here with me. I will put this prophetic word up shortly on the blog. This was an urgent matter and I was trying to catch the light. So it's easier to make the video and then put the word up later. And until I see you again, God bless you and goodbye.